We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. And welcome to the Run ATL Podcast and happy Memorial Day. My name is Mike Cosentino and it is my extreme privilege to be able to host this audio journey. I do not do it alone. I do it with a friend of mine and yours, D2 Dolomite Dave Martinez. He joins us. He is here right now. Hello, D2. Hello and happy Memorial Day. The podcast is releasing on Memorial Day, so we want to definitely um, you know, say thank you to all the veterans and to all the military personnel uh, here in the U.S. and everywhere around the world as to you know how you and what you do to protect us and, uh, and, and this great country of ours. That is so true. And D2, what a special opportunity we get with the way that our podcast release schedule came together. Memorial Day first term that as a federal holiday in 1971, previously known as Decoration Day, as men and women visited the gravesites of those in our military who paid the ultimate price for the freedoms that we enjoy in this amazing country. And I would just say on top of your expression of appreciation that we can never say it enough. And we certainly want to extend a deep, deep, deep sense of our appreciation. Getting a chance to do what we love to do is very much because of the men and women who have made the ultimate sacrifice. And those men and women who are in our military right now, as well as the family members and the friends and loved ones who have men and women in the military do not get a chance to see them, to put their arms around them nearly as often as they would like to because of the service that they employ for all of us. So thank you so very much. A reminder we should take with us, not just on this special day, but D2, it is a special day. We have a great featured conversation that we're releasing as well. Set this up pretty simply. I'm pulling this is off of Runner's World, asked a couple of rhetorical questions. Is it possible to be fat and fit, healthy and happy as well as heavy? At 250 pounds, distance runner Myrna Valerio provides an inspiring example. D2, as you know, the Myrnavator, as we refer to her and as her friends call her, is part of our featured conversation, along with Aaron Job, who is the founder of Women's Trail Fest. Women's Trail Fest coming here to our great state as we release on Memorial Day, we can say next month, but more so than that, very, very soon. The dates are June 14 through 16 in Clayton, Georgia, a short trip from Atlanta. The itinerary is terrific. We'll give you some of the highlights before we depart. Certainly, we'll give you all the information you need in our show notes. But sitting down with Myrna and Aaron was an absolute pleasure because of the fact that they give us not only what is so important to think about in our fitness routine and just absolutely crushing stereotypes in terms of who's getting so much from living a fitness-minded lifestyle, but also they touch on what it's like to put yourself out there, to take chances, to be willing to be bold enough to share ultimately what you believe others need to take part in, 
and doing the work that's necessary for that to actually happen. D2 was such a special conversation as we got through it and ultimately to the other side where we were just having conversation and exchanges as friends. They even dropped a little special gift on us that we could pass along. And I think you have the details on that. Yes. So the um, to register and get a discount and use the discount code Big Peach, all one word. Uh, don't know if it's case sensitive, but it was provided in all caps. So just one word, Big Peach, and get $30 off of registration. Awesome. And thank you to Myrna and Aaron for that. That's a great savings. Again, it's the Women's Trail Fest, June 14 through 16, Clayton, Georgia. You can learn more collectivelyoutside.org. Of course, D2, you and I will not have the good fortune of being there too bad because some of the trails they are featuring are some of my favorite anywhere in this great state. They will be at War Woman Dell and they will be near Tallulah Gorge. Those are awesome places to go. It's too bad that our gender does not allow us to go. Also, they've got a terrific itinerary that's going to have some educational workshops and things that we touch on a little bit in the conversation. But if you think about how to get your mountain legs, that has application, of course, anywhere around Atlanta, as we say, heat, hills, and humidity and things for long days on the trail. So even if you're never aspiring to be a trail runner or an ultra runner, my goodness, a long day hiking with friends or by yourself to get some quietude, this is going to help you get there. So women, please take note. This is something you are not going to want to miss. And now for those of you who are looking even beyond June, we do not want to wish our summer away. Also as part of our post conversation exchange, I invited both Aaron and Myrna to something that we're doing, D2, I know you know all about. First ever Farm to Trail Run, hosted by Big Peach Running Company and Charlie Creek Farms. This is obviously something that's super personal to me. Property I have in Blue Ridge will serve as the host. My family and I have wanted to do something like this for years. And now thanks to Dirty Spokes and our friend Tim Schroer and his team, we are going to bring it to life. It is going to be spectacular. Again, that's that first weekend in November. November 2nd is the date. All of the details at dirtyspokes.com. Check it out. Still a few slots left. You're going to want to register sooner than later, partially because there's a 30K for those of you who want to go longer and an 11K. So you'll want to do some of your training at some point over the summer. And then, of course, because this is featuring the Chattahoochee National Forest, space is very limited, only 200 to 250 slots available in this race. So get signed up and get ready for an awesome conversation with Myrna Valerio and Aaron Job. We're going to bring it to you unedited right after this very brief message. Congratulations to everyone that got into the lottery and will be joining us and the rest of the 60,000 participants on July 4th. Now is the time to start thinking about what you'll be wearing down Petrie Road that morning or later that evening enjoying the fireworks. That's why we have the Patriotic Asics Gel DS Trainer 24. There are limited qualities available for pre-order and we expect these to sell out. We also have Patriotic Run ATL shirts available now online. Go to BigPeachRunningCo.com and order your patriotic gear and suit up for the 4th of July. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. As we mentioned in our introduction, a special day today for everyone. Oftentimes in our intro, we let you know all about 
our featured conversation. This time we've elected to go into many of the introductory details as we begin the conversation, because not only is it a fun story and provides a little bit of background, it's one of those things where it would be a shame not to be able to say this while we have our special guests and featured conversation on the line with us. So a little bit of history back in March, we were in our Decatur store for an event that was part of Women's History Month. And for those of you who know Fernando in that location, he had an athlete panel that was so well put together and such a fun evening. And D2 and I thought, man, we should have done something like this on the podcast if we get the opportunity to do so and can tease out even more so those four pillars of this podcast, we will do it. Lo and behold, we ultimately got wind of something coming to Georgia that we are going to repeatedly encourage you to think about and ultimately to show up for the Women's Trail Fest with one of our featured guests, Myrna Valerio. It's going to be in Clayton, Georgia, not far from an Atlanta easy weekend trip. That's going to be June 14th through 16th. So here as part of this conversation, as we live out, yes, you can, we do have Myrna Valerio and the founder of Women's Trail Fest, Erin Job. Ladies, thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you for having us. Happy to be here. So I am happy to have you here. I'm going to use a quote that, Myrna, I'm pulling off of your website. More and more, I am filled with the sense that I belong outdoors and that I am called to model that true adventure lies within our hearts. For those who do not know Myrna Valerio, I've already made the mistake off mic to say, is Valerio Italian like Cosentino? It is not. It is Spanish. She is also African-American, and she is someone who gives us all reason to say we are just so proud of who we are, our body type, and everything people can see and not see within us. So Myrna, as a place to begin for those who maybe have not heard of the Myrna Vader, please give us a little bit of an indication of how you can have a website with that quote, get all the visits that you do, and inspire all who you have. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for that intro. First of all, uh, um, I'm so honored to uh, be able to talk with you all today. Um, so yeah, my name is Myrna Valerio and I am, I am half Honduran and um, half African American from Brooklyn, New York. And uh, what I do now in my professional life is I'm a motivational speaker. I run ultra marathons. Um, I um, do lots of things. I wrote a book, but we'll talk about that later. But uh, why I get to do what I do is because I used to have this blog called Fat Girl Running. And I started it when I was training for my first marathon, which was in 2011. My first marathon was the Marine Corps Marathon. And, uh, and I decided to share my story, share my experiences out on the trail, out on the road as a larger woman. I am a plus size woman, uh, curvy, curvilicious, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> Um, not quite bootylicious, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, I, uh, yes, I'm a bigger woman. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm a woman, I'm, I'm, I'm black <laughs> and you don't often see, especially out on the trail, you don't often see someone that looks like me, um, 
participating in those activities. And so it was, it was important for me to share my story and to be, be visible to my, my friends and family. And then that kind of blew up in 2015 when uh, and I got noticed by the media. And so, you know, fast forward and I can tell the whole story, <laughs> uh, you know, throughout the uh, episode, but uh, I, you know, have left teaching. I was a teacher for 18 years. I've left teaching and now I do this full time and I get to share my story. I get to inspire and motivate others to get outside, to um, appreciate the outdoors, to know that they in, are indeed part of the natural world. Because sometimes, you know, certain people think um, that we're not uh, and that we're not welcome there, but, um, but we are. And, uh, you know, I'm going to keep doing that. So <laughs> I know that was all over the place, but here I am. <laughs> well, and all over the place is absolutely the right place to be. And what I'm going to do is pull another quote that I think indicates not but how wonderfully transparent you are. Again, Myrna's book, A Beautiful Work in Progress, a memoir. And it says this body, of course, we're talking about her body, but I think so many people can relate to this. This body is fierce, beautiful, and unapologetic. It's meant to move through the world as it wishes, lifting, walking, and running, rolls and all, love handles, bouncy boobs, curves, tummy, butt, back fat, and all. And I will say to all of our dear listeners on the Run ATL podcast, there are some terms there that have never been used on this podcast previously. <laughs> so get ready for real conversation. So Myrna, you're right. We've been doing ultra marathons, D2 and I, for 20 plus years. In fact, I remember when thinking, man, there should be more attention to this. And this was prior to ultra marathon, my man, and some of the things that Scott Jurek has done and some of the others who have achieved sponsorships and maybe some media success such as Killian or any other name that you might only have to say once like Carl. And yet you're right. And it wasn't something I thought about. But once I heard about you, I thought how sad that this wasn't true long, long ago. A more heavy set black woman at an ultra marathon was something, quite frankly, I don't think I've seen. I've done 100 milers. I've done 20 plus years of ultra running. I've done maybe every 50K there is within a three-state radius of the great state of Georgia. And now here you are not only saying it's for us too, but proving that stereotypes are dead. Body types are not what gets finish lines or more importantly, the courage to get to the start line. So where did your journey begin and when did you find yourself going to not just a start line, but to a trailhead to say, I claim this for me, mm. even if nobody else sees me doing this. Well, you know, I've always kind of been, you know, since I was a child, I've always kind of done what I wanted to do. Um, and I didn't care <laughs> what anybody else thought of me. Um, uh, well, I also didn't have a whole lot of friends because that's pro probably related <laughs> to that. But uh I, you know, I started running in high school and back in 1989 um, as a way to get better at my sports. And I played field hockey, played varsity field hockey and varsity lacrosse. Um, and I really wanted to be able to contribute to the team. And I saw these people and, and I noticed that there was a lot of running in these sports. So I decided that I, I should probably get better at running so I could get better at these sports. And so after the first day of tryouts for field hockey, I went out and, and started running. And, and it became this thing, you know, not only did I get better at it and get better at sports and I became a better contributor, I, I noticed a change in my, in my, in my, in the way that I felt about myself and about my body. Um, 
you know, not that I had ever felt bad about my body, but my body felt stronger. It felt more capable. And so I, and it, and also changed the way it changed my mindset. So I noticed that when I went out for a run in the morning, my entire day was affected by it positively. So I kept running throughout high school and I was a big girl in high school too. Uh, but I was an athlete and um, I was always, it was a, it was an all girls school and we were never, ever made to feel like we were less than anything or too, or we had too much body. It was all about being good at your sport uh, and whatever that meant. So, um, so I carry that attitude with me throughout college. I didn't run, you know, and with any teams um, during college, but I did rec- run recreationally, and I and I kept doing that and, until 2008 when I had this health scare. And this health scare, um, I had not run for about three and a half years, and I felt like I was having a heart attack. It turned out not to be a heart attack, but that was the the catharsis I needed to get back on track and to to really start taking care of myself. I had a, a child by then. I was married. I had a really stressful job. And so I got back on the treadmill in 2008. And that kind of started this. This is why I'm here now, why I'm here in Wisconsin now speaking to people and, and running the Ice Age 50K. Um, I took control of my health again, took control of my well-being, got back on the treadmill. That turned into 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, friend, uh, asked me to sign up for a marathon with her. And I was like, that's a stupid idea. Why would I do that? And then I signed up for it because, <laughs> you know, because that's how running is, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> 50K, why would I do that? How do I sign up, you know? And, um, and so that's, and I just, you know, I always felt comfortable as a runner, but other people let me know that they weren't comfortable seeing me out there or they were surprised to see me out there as, as, quote unquote, big as I was, or as, or as black as I was, <laughs> or, or, or whatever, you know, like, you don't normally see people like you out here. And they would say that, and that's fine, you know, like, it's an observation, but to, but a, many people would attach that to values or judgments, um, you know, with their body language, and also with their words. And so, you know, I'd get comments like, oh, well, maybe you should just go to the gym, maybe you should just, uh, you know, go swim, you know, so you wouldn't, damage your joints. I'm like, you know, like, you don't know me, you don't know how long I've been doing this or why I'm doing this. Um, or maybe you should walk cause you'd lose weight faster. And, you know, like at, at a point I did, I running was part of my weight loss. I, I lost 70 pounds over a couple of years. It wasn't quick, but you know, um, you know, but running has always been my go-to for when I need to take care of myself mentally, spiritually, physically. And uh, so in my blog, Fat Girl Running, which I named because I was a fat girl who ran and I still run uh, and I'm still fat. So, so um, uh, you know, of course, that came with issues uh, in, the, in the nomenclature of that. Um, I, I wanted to share those stories. I wanted to show people. Um, and at this point, it was really my, my family, my friends. I wanted to show them that, you know, it's possible to, to exercise and not have the, the overarching goal only to be weight loss and changing the appearance of your body. I was very happy with the appearance of my body. Um, and I've, I've never, I've never grown up in, um, in a family culture that was, was fat shaming or anything. Cause frankly, everybody in my family is big. So it was just that it was our culture. Like we, we loved people for who they were and we didn't attach a judgment to, or a value to the way, to how many fat rolls people had or how much back fat people had. And, uh, which is unfortunately the way it is in our society. Um, and there's a huge stigma, uh, with just people who are, you know, perceived to be fat 
in general. Um, so I wanted to show people that it's possible to indeed participate in sports in whatever body you have. You know, it, it may be a different experience for you, but you can still participate in it. And it does not decrease your value as a human being if you are fat or if you are black or if you are short or if you are disabled or if you are whatever you are. Uh, it does not mean that you are a lesser human being. And that's that's really my, the message that I bring um, to the world. Well, and there are two messages. And so just to give you a moment to think about where I'm going to take my next question to you, and then I'm going to ask Aaron a question in the interim. But you mentioned rightfully so that oftentimes stereotypes and quite frankly, unacceptable behavior can crowd people out of doing things that not only they might want to do, but might find real satisfaction and real self-improvement in doing. But not only have you been able to push back against that and my opinion, prove why that should have no place in any part of our society, let alone athletics or open activities like what we're talking about here with the pedestrian active lifestyle. But the other thing that I want to get your take on here in a moment, Myrna, is we hear in and around our stores, and I think regularly in and around the sports of running and walking, oh, well, I can't do that. Look at me. Or I can't do that. My body wasn't built for it. Or I could never be a runner. And there's so many instances where what I want to do is I'm like, that's not true. You're letting yourself off the hook too easily or you've bought into something someone else told you. And maybe it was a qualified voice like a physician. Maybe it was someone who you trust like a spouse or a family member. But I would say that's not true. So I'm going to ask you whether or not you believe that's true or whether you would say, no, 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 Mike, you're actually wrong. So many of those people shouldn't be a walker or a runner. But before I do, the other thing that we love, love, love about being able to do this podcast is when people put themselves out, not just as an athlete, but as a person. And Aaron, I know from looking at your story and looking at how the Women's Trail Fest came together that we share this collective bone in our body in and around entrepreneurialism and saying, gosh, there's something that needs to be done. And if nobody else is going to do it, I will. And you set out on this journey. And this is the first one for collectively outside your organization. So pleased that you're doing it here in our great state of Georgia. But if you wouldn't mind, maybe give us a little bit of the story and quite frankly, the tenacity that you've had to exhibit to bring Women's Trail Fest, not only to Clayton, Georgia, June 14 to 16, but to life in general. Yeah, I, I didn't really realize when I started planning this event, which had been in my, it, the idea had been kind of in my brain for several years before I even, maybe a year even before I even mentioned it to my friends that, hey, I have this idea you know that that maybe we could put on an event like this and um yeah so the idea kind of came about through i i had attended a, a women's climbing festival um that happens in chattanooga it's a really incredible festival and then a women's mountain bike festival um in brevard in the mountains in north carolina and both of those events were just um those are two sports that I, I'm not really, not really super comfortable with. Not not really experienced at them. Just really like them. But one of those those are two sports where at the time that I went to those festivals, I would, you know, if somebody said, "Oh, you're a mountain biker," I'd be like, "No, I'm, I'm not. Like, I, I I'm not good at it. So I'm not a mountain biker." You know, um, and the same with the same with climbing. But I went to these festivals just out of enthusiasm for those sports and um, had a couple 
couple lady friends that really I just wanted to spend more time with. And I was just blown away by this unexpected magic that happened when you got a group of women together, like a critical mass of women um, around something that they all love. And it just was this atmosphere of celebrating each other. And um, I felt more confident. I felt like a better version of myself. And I felt like I belonged. And that really resonated with me. Um, and so I have a big uh, background as an event planner, mainly in the grassroots nonprofit world. I've managed farmers markets. And right now I uh, work for a river conservation organization and do, uh, you know, a music festival and a river, a river festival and a film festival and some environmental education programs for kids. And um, I've also had dabbled in lots of other events like I used to, for a short stint, put on beer festivals, and um, I put on a local 5K race here in Pittsburgh as well. Um, so I felt like I have been gaining many years, almost a decade now, of event management skills. And I thought, you know, um, it's to the point where when I go to events, I'm sort of thinking about, oh, I wonder if that was difficult to coordinate, or I wonder what service they used for that, you know, and I'm thinking through what the event planner might be going through at the event. Um, and I just had this idea that like, Hey, I, I bet we could do a women's trail running festival. I bet people would be interested in that. I certainly would be. Um, and so I, I just sort of kept that in my brain and then eventually brought it up to a few friends of mine and had no idea how terrifying that would be. It's one thing when you're planning an event for an organization that you work for. And then it's a whole other thing to say like, this is me and my idea. And I hope you don't think it's dumb, you know? And, um, and then you start to question, I definitely started to question whether, am I, do I have the right? Do I really have the skills? Mm -hmm. Like, do I, do I need the permission from someone to put on an event like this? And it really uh, taught me as I started to have conversations about what it could look like. Um, it, it was like a crash crash course in showing up for myself and believing that I do have the skills and I do love this sport and I can pull off an event like this and bring women together um, and, and make it a positive experience. So I mustered up the courage to uh, take a trip to Clayton, Georgia, which is a place that I had been thinking about for the festival. Um, my husband uh, worked out there for a little while, uh, had a research at a research lab out there. So I had familiar with the area. We have some family out there and it had become one of my favorite places to explore. And I met with Myrna there who was, I was thrilled that she, uh, she was up for meeting with me. Um, and I met with a few other folks in the town and just pitched the idea to get a sense of if they thought it would be good. I scouted out some sites and started to um, put some, some, you know, some sort of an itinerary and some plans together. And um, I kept being well received and, and met with some, met with enthusiasm and, it meant the world to me and still does that Myrna is involved and is going to be there uh, and think of a better way to, to have a first event with Myrna as a special guest. Um, so it's been a real roller coaster of uh, 
believing in myself and believing in the event. And I'm really thrilled with, I just recently, we, we sort of put the whole itinerary together up on the website and I've slowly added in, you know, more women that have more of my friends and new friends that I've met through planning the event that have really had my back and helped me, you know, with ideas and bouncing off different plans. And I, you know, feel like I have this really awesome, supportive mega girl crew coming to help out with this event that there's almost no way it won't be amazing because of the women that'll be there helping out. And it's just been really cool to see the signups come in and to see it coming alive. Well, and you mentioned your website. I'm going to go ahead and make sure everybody hears this. Of course, it'll be in the show notes, collectivelyoutside.org. That's collectively outside.org we will put a link in the show notes how about a weekend of trails waterfalls wildflowers mountains workshops food and inspiring ladies to share it all with when you go to that website that will be the question that greets you and you'll find out when Aaron talks about not only her expertise in and around putting on events but in her time in Clayton and pulling all of that together, it is no joke. It is all there. It is legit. And then the other thing that is so cool, and you mentioned it, Aaron, I think when you said when you went to certain events where you felt this, and this was your phrase, sense of belonging, that that was where you were supposed to be. You did not need to be the most exceptional climber at that location at that time. You did not need to be the person everybody asked expertise to come from you on mountain biking. And now you've opened this up. So it seems, and your website shows everyone on the women's side is welcome. And I love the fact that it says this. And as someone who's a diehard trail runner, I get that it's easy to intimidate others. This says in bold letters, this event is trail running focused but hiker friendly. So there is no one who is on that side of listening to this right now who shouldn't be thinking about this. Men, my goodness, whether it's a spouse or a sister, a friend or a coworker, if they do not know about this, do yourself a favor and do them the special gift of forwarding the website collectively outside to them. Myrna, I told you I was going to come back to you with this question. <laughs> Somebody says to you perhaps even more than they say it to D2 or to me, oh, I could never be a runner or not me that's not what my body's designed for how do you answer that question <laughs> you know there's so many different ways because our our bodies as humans were designed to walk and run long distance so uh so that's bs number one <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're not gonna not publicly on, on our own podcast, you're not going to say, Mike, you are so wrong. You should always <laughs> let people off the hook when they say that. Uh, no, never. And also, you know, I mean, just look at me. Like, I can, I'm not, I'm not fast by, by any means. Um, and I don't want to be fast. Uh, but, you know, I can, I can, I can, I can run in my body. And, you know, you might look at my body and then think, oh, well, you know, that is not an athlete or that is not someone who can run or should be running. But I do it. And I've been doing it for a long time and uh, with, with very few injuries. So, again, that is BS. Also, um, you know, if you look at uh, – I am friends with Dr. Jordan Metzl over in New York. And he is the author of all of the I Am Strength books. And, the, and he does all the videos. And he is on uh, the Runner's World, uh, you know, staff, um, you know, as an advisor 
um, as a, you know, as an orthopedist. And even, you know, he says, and I've actually spoken at one of his events, you know, if you have a doctor that tells you not to move, you need a different doctor. Mm. And, you know, obviously if you, if you are injured or if there's some other sort of physical condition you have that prevents you or precludes you from, from moving in the way that you want or need, that's a different thing. But most people, provided they are healthy human beings, can move and they can move in this way. So, so I, so I tend, you know, and I, and I, and he's a doctor, <laughs> he's a real doctor at the hospital for special surgery, which is ironically where I did my first, my first ever running course. And all of these people, no matter what bodies we were in, there were doctors, there were nurses, there were, there were uh, PTs, there were all these different types of people that encouraged all of us, whoever we were, whatever bodies we were in, to run and to run at our own paces, to run at the paces we needed to run for our own bodies and to take care of ourselves in that way. So, um, so I, I think it's bull. Again, obviously, if you have some sort of condition or if you have pre-existing joint pain or, um, or injuries, that's, that's a completely different thing. But, um, you know, like I say no to all the naysayers and I also, um, say no to all the doctors. Uh, to any doctor that I have had, and I actually just recently had uh, an orthopedist down in Georgia <laughs> uh, tell me that I shouldn't be lifting heavy weights. <laughs> and so what did you say to this orthopedist? I can uh, only imagine. Please share well, it with us. You know, I, I'm, I, you know, I try to be respectful. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I told him, I was like, I'm an ultra runner, I'm an ultra marathoner. And, um, and it, was, it was a problem that I, that I had with my wrist that didn't have anything to do with lifting heavy weights. Um, and uh, he, you know, a lot of women are treated like we're imagining things. And I don't go to the doctor unless there's something really wrong. And you know, I went and I had some some pain in my wrist, and he said, "Well, you know, he's like, what do you what, what you know? What's your physical activity?" Well, I was, I was like, "I just told you <laughs> that." I was like, "I'm an ultra marathoner, so I run, I run trails, and I also lift heavy weights." Um, and uh, he's like, "Well, you know, well, maybe you should just like lift the lightweight, and um, <laughs> and you know, I don't know because that's that's stupid." He said, "That's stupid." And, uh, and, and I was like, what? I mean, like without giving any sort of explanation. Um, and then well, I was like, well, I'm going to continue doing it because it's part of my cross training. But if there's something, you know, maybe that I should be doing differently, um, you know, and it, it turned out to be tendonitis from being on the phone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, well so, let me ask, let me ask another doctor, but you know, he was like, well, good luck. And I just walked out of there. And I gave him a bad review. So, um, but you know, when I go to the doctor, uh, a new doctor, I make sure to tell them, I said, look, I'm an ultra marathoner. I run. That is what I do. Um, please don't say number one, well, you need to lose weight, uh, without knowing my history. Uh, please actually treat the condition that I'm here, <laughs> that I'm here for, that I'm seeing you for, uh, cause I'm spending money on this. And also don't ever tell me not to exercise. That is the worst thing you could ever tell me. And I actually say these to people and, um, uh, you know, in a respectful way. Um, and because I do want to respect that they, they have experience and stuff, but like, if you're going to just like judge me based on my appearance or, or, uh, based on, um, 
you know, the BMI chart and, and just like make a snap judgment about that. I don't, I can't see you. I'm not going to spend money on you. Um, you know, just, just help me achieve my goals. You know, if, if there's an issue, you know, like a real, um, let's talk about that. Uh, but let's both be, be respectful of each other. So, so yeah, so like, I, I think that, you know, bar again, barring any physical, um, issues you might have, you know, if you want to go out and exercise, uh, you should, and you should do the thing that is going to fill your soul. You know, even if it's not running, if you want to go do CrossFit, <laughs> go do that. Um, if you want to go to, if you want to do Zumba, go do Zumba, you know, go do that. Your body is built to move. Uh, and the more a, a, a physical therapist said this, an occupational therapist said this to me once. She says, we learn by moving and we continue to live by moving. So if we are not moving, we are not living or learning. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so like we, no matter who you are, no matter what body you're in, get out there and move despite what anyone says to you. So there you have it. We're not going to let you off the hook. Myrna's not going to let you off the hook. And the question might be, and it's one for the mirror perhaps, are you going to let yourself off the hook? We certainly would encourage you not to do so. We're not going to suggest never to see a physician. But to Myrna's point, if they're not encouraging you to pursue a path that could be uniquely yours, then my goodness, a second or perhaps third opinion always makes sense. You used the term, Myrna, that I'm going to ask you, not as it relates to the exception that you are, but quite frankly, the experience that you have and that was strength training you also used the phrase very rightfully so i run and ladies and gentlemen that is so true in fact more than a dozen 50ks for those of you who don't want to do the arithmetic on your own that is five plus peach tree road race finishes in the same day that Myrna's in Wisconsin right now. She'll tow the starting line. We're taping this episode in May for the Ice Age 50K on a trail we discussed off mic. And she's also, last year, finished one of the things that's on my bucket list. If you have not heard of it, do yourself the favor of at least learning about it. Maybe even put it on your own bucket list, the Trans Rockies run. That is something mm. that clearly indicates she runs. But now if we think about cross-training, we think about all the mileage that you do, independent of your body type, independent of a lot of the things that are so inspiring for people to see and hear from you, what would you just give all of us who want to get the most out of our physical possibilities as it relates to, yep, we do lots of mileage. I throw mileage at almost anything. If I feel great, I throw mileage at it. If I feel niggle, I throw mileage at it. If I'm really, really sick, I throw mileage at it. But where do you believe there's got to be this strategic, regular incorporation of strength training? <laughs> well, first of all, I love that you say you throw mileage at it because that's, <laughs> that's exactly what I do. I just think it solves <laughs> everything. Because <laughs> it really does. I'm like, I'm having a bad day. I go up for a run. Um, I, you know, I, right now I'm, I'm not in the last couple of months, I haven't been very good about cross training. Um, just because I've been traveling so much. But uh, normally what I do is I, I really do like lifting weights and I loved, and I also love doing body weight exercise just to make sure that um, I am, you know, because when you're running, you're using the same muscles over and over and over and over again. Just like if you were only 
uh, weight training, you'd be using the same muscles over and over and over and over again. So you don't want to put undue stress, I mean, which we're doing anyway, <laughs> um, on, on a certain group of muscles. Um, and so, and, and, and also, even though you're using these muscles primarily, you're also utilizing other postural muscles and, and your, and your core and, uh, and other things that may not be, you may not know or realize you're using, but you are, and they have to be strong too, which is, which is why trail running is for me is like the ultimate sport because you really are using every single muscle because you're not just run, running in one plane. You're using all planes, your sagittal plane, your uh, transverse plane. And, um, and so you, uh, so you are using your core, you are using, um, your back muscles, uh, to, to keep you upright and, 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 and to help you not face plant into a rock, which I've done many times. And, uh, but you know, to, to make, to ensure that you are getting the most out of your body, uh, and to make sure that you, you know, you have longevity, you absolutely should do some kind of cross training, whether it's swimming, um, whether it's yoga, whether it's, CrossFit or Zumba, <laughs> or nothing against those two things, um, but uh, you know, but you should you should definitely make sure you're taking care of the entire body, and also that cross training does include some care of your uh, of your the mental aspect of yourself too. Well, and I think that is a great segue because I can see that it is a full compass of activities you're going to get the entire compass at the women's trail fest and i see from the agenda i see from what is listed in the workshops that it's not just figuring out a way to build up your cardiovascular system so you can climb up mountains that's not what this is all about it really is to be something that touches in a variety of ways to a variety of considerations when you think about what Myrna just said and said, well, you also need to incorporate mental. And yes, there are things that come alongside just doing miles, even in a beautiful place like Clayton, Georgia. Tell us about the itinerary you've put together and the thoughtfulness with which you did so. Yeah. So as far as the itinerary goes, I wanted to make sure that women felt like they could do you know sort of as much or as little as they they wanted to like choose your own adventure style um and i wanted to make sure that there were different types of workshops based on what uh what interested women or where they felt like they would want new and and uh, new and useful information so with the with the schedule um there's there's some different options for the run and uh and hiking is is part of that too logistically it doesn't make any difference to us if you want to hike it or run it or a little bit of both and that was really important uh to me to make that really clear when planning the event because i feel like hiking is like the dirty little secret of trail running you know especially in the <laughs> mountains you know you do i always have my friends that aren't familiar with trail running say you ran up this trail or you'll be hiking in the mountains or something. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> I definitely did not run up this, you know, I hiked it sort of efficiently, you know, so I wanted to um, make sure it was clear that those were options uh, as part of the group run part. So, and then it also offered, I want to make sure that the trails that we did were really beautiful, whether you did, 
four miles or nine miles. You know, I, you don't want to just have, I've done races before where the shorter distance is kind of just this random loop that doesn't go to the cool parts, you know, and that's not always, you know, not always uh, avoidable, but I wanted to make sure that it was a rewarding either way. So within the first few miles of, uh, of the run on the course, they'll be doing on Saturday of the event, there's multiple waterfalls and it's absolutely gorgeous and still um, interesting and somewhat challenging terrain. It, it's, it's, nobody's kind of getting off easy. Everybody will be challenged, but in a, in a way that's rewarding and manageable. Um, and, and then there's the option to go all the way up to a nine mile summit on the same, within the same course. So a um, little bit of something for everybody when it comes to the distance and the terrain. Um, and then as far as workshops are really focused on some things that were actual skills that can be honed in. Uh, like I said, I think, uh, the inclines going up the mountain can you know, up a mountain or especially consistently for over, over a mile or so, especially where I'm from, where we don't have mountains that big, uh, that can be really intimidating new or experienced runners kind of have trouble with wrapping their heads around, Oh my gosh, a climb that lasts like an hour. I can't uh -huh. imagine, you know? So I wanted to make sure we did a little bit of time of breaking down how to manage your energy and um, some efficient power hiking techniques and, and how that you can also uh, train your legs to handle the pounding better on the descent. So a little bit that goes into be becoming a more resilient hiker or runner in the mountains. Mountains are my favorite, so I wanted to kind of focus on that. And we will be in the mountains each day. So um, And so I also mixed in some other workshops that are skill-based like uh, exercises that you can do, uh, bodyweight exercises that you can kind of do anywhere at the end of your run or once or twice a week that would help you strengthen those leg muscles and give you that stability and resilience uh, that you need to be more injury free and a little bit stronger on your legs. And then obviously as Myrna mentioned, we wanted to keep, make sure there was something on the core work too there where, um, you know, a strong core just really helps you stay injury free and, and strong all around. Um, and, and that's been uh, my friend, uh, Joy Black, that's leading those workshops. She's a personal trainer and she has really sold me on the core work uh, just to be a stronger, stronger human and athlete, just more resilient. Uh, so those are the more um, physical uh, focused workshops. But then there's lots of fun stuff, too. I know that some people are not into workshops and they're in this beautiful place and they might want to go explore. So we'll do uh, we'll offer the opportunity for women just to meet up and go check out Tallulah Gorge State Park, which is just down the road and it's really beautiful. Um, and if they that if they want to do sightseeing instead of workshops, you can also hoping to add in a plant ID hike uh, just so people can nerd out on all the cool plants and the forest there is really jungle feeling. It just feels, it is really a temperate rainforest and it feels so lush. And uh, I personally love learning about what, what I'm, what's there. Um, and it's important to me that that is a part of uh, the introduction to trails is, uh, you know, having that appreciation for those places that are so cool and, and biodiverse. Um, 
And then other workshops are more um, about how you fuel yourself for different adventures and, and making sure the big message there is going to be that you probably need to eat more than you think you do. And you don't only have to eat gels and um, sports drink. You know, there are other options there. I've been known to eat a lot of Sour Patch Kids on my adventures. <laughs> That's something for everybody. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um and talk about uh, so one of the the mo the workshops for is actually not a workshop it's uh, just a group discussion and I think um, that's probably the most important part of this event is women getting together and having discussions together and creating a, and facilitating a good space for that so we'll cap off the day on uh, Saturday with that type of discussion where women can come in bring we're calling it ask anything and women can come in with their questions whether it's about boob chafing or what to do when you're having a period on the trail <laughs> you know things that probably haven't been discussed on this podcast before. <laughs> we are breaking lots of new ground on the run atl <laughs> podcast today ladies well done erin nicely done yeah yeah. So, so let me ask this question because I think this is something that our listeners will do. Again, we gave the dates June 14th through 16th. We're going to assume many listeners, you already indicated there are a few tickets left. Certainly, we would love to see there. In fact, Big Peach with Big Peach on wheels will have the good fortune of being in Clayton, Georgia over that particular week weekend. But one of the things that I oftentimes say to my family and those who I have the good fortune of spending time in the outdoors with is these are absolutely special times with special people that will result in special memories. And when I went through your website for the first time, I will tell you that I felt that sense of what would occur for so many of the participants that they would meet or come with special people. And because they were special times that they would all leave with and for many, many months after this had concluded, they would have special memories. So now let's think about all the experience you have in events. We think about all of the things that you've done personally. You are a lover of the outdoors. You are someone who is a kin to us and so many of the listeners here. But if you were on the other side and you were listening to this podcast and not necessarily giving us what we should know about the Women's Trail Fest, why would it be, what specifically would speak to you in a way that you would immediately say, that weekend is open, I am going? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think that, I mean, the goal, the goal of the weekend is for women to come together, celebrate each other and have a great time in a supportive environment. And if that sounds fun to you, then you will be welcomed here. And that that's the environment that Myrna and I and the women involved in this event will create. It'll be a place where, where there will be so many people that are happy that you're there and are ready to meet you at whatever uh, experience and level that you bring in to that uh, weekend. That's awesome. I love that two-term phrase, supportive environment. Quite frankly, every environment should be that way. But the fact that you've been so conscious and so specific to that in your agenda and the things that you've incorporated, this again is something that I, I just think is super cool. Given the fact that I am going to be on the outside looking in and having to wait for the stories, that's okay because the entrepreneurial journey that you've undertaken has taught me a lot already, and we are still a month out. So, Myrna, I'm going to let you close, and I know this would be something you used to live not far 
from where this will take place. I know you're in New England now and you're not on the road, but I believe this is an event. If you weren't going to be part of the Women Who Wander panel, if you were not going to be part of the group discussions, if you were not going to be part of not just the encouragement, but quite frankly, that supportive environment that Aaron mentioned, you're going to be the keynote speaker. But if none of that was true, (laughs) this would be a place that my guess you would show up unannounced and you being the National Geographic Adventurer of the Year, you being someone who has broken stereotypes. We're not just an ultra marathoner or an author or a speaker. You have so many things. You're a mom. Obviously, you're a spouse. You're also a very accomplished musician. You are someone who lives seemingly for making environments more supportive and finding those where you can find support and share it. Why would you suggest that if you weren't who you were, if you weren't going to be doing what you're doing with Aaron, that you also would be part of this special weekend? I mean, that's easy. Um, You know, even if I weren't any of that, I love the mountains and I love the outdoors and the chance to be able to go up and do that, to try different things, to try out different routes, to to be with other people that maybe have similar goals uh, and to not be judged for it and to be in a beautiful space because the North Georgia mountains are absolutely gorgeous. And every time I go back, I cry because I miss it. (laughs) Um, You know, it's, you know, it's one of the most beautiful places in the earth on the earth and uh, to, to get a chance to, to be in community with people um, in a beautiful space um, you know, learning more about myself and taking care of myself. Yeah, I'm going to do it. That's awesome. Taking care of yourself. Ladies, you are a gift to not just the community you're already serving, but all of those who are listening. And certainly when D2 and I talk about Big Peach Running Company, serving a lifestyle that is open to all and one that we will continue to suggest should have more and more people participating every single day. You live that out. We appreciate you so much for that. For those of you who know how we love to give away books and things as part of this audio broadcast. Please that Myrna Valerio's book. Again, we talked about the book earlier. We're going to give you a couple of websites. The Myrnavator, that is T-H-E-M-I-R-N-A-V-A-T-O-R, themyrnavator.com. The book, A Beautiful Work in Progress. For those of you who cannot wait for the show notes, who cannot go to that website fast enough, the question for you to earn a copy of this book. You need to have your answers to podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com by June 16th, which is the final day of the Women's Trail Fest. Where is Myrna from? You can find that information certainly on your own. Send the answer, and if you have your name selected with a correct answer, The Run ATL podcast is going to furnish you with a copy of a beautiful work in progress. Also, if you have not already gone to this website, I'm going to give it out one more time. It will, too, be in our show notes, and that certainly is collectivelyoutside.com. 
or D2, you and I will look forward to hearing from a number of our team members when they get back from Clayton, Georgia. Certainly, ladies, we hope this becomes an annual occasion, and we are so proud to have had this conversation and to know the good work that you are doing. All the best to both of you, both of you this weekend, towing the starting line, a 50K and 100K, respectively, for Myrna and Aaron, so they live the lifestyle they promote. As we go to a break, I am going to give you, Myrna, the last word, if you don't mind. Encouragement. You may not be living in Georgia anymore, but you have many Georgians who need to be inspired every single day to get outdoors and to be the best they can be. What would you leave with us as we go to this break? If you are a Georgian and you have never spent any time in your own mountains, in the North Georgia mountains, you are really missing out on life. There is no place like it in the world. The people are beautiful and wonderful. The scenery is beautiful and wonderful and wonderful. And you will learn so much about yourself and your community by coming up and joining us. Please, I hope to see you there. That's awesome. And we will be right back after this brief message. Do your feet hurt? Feel any discomfort in your joints or lower back when you run? Your shoes might be the root of the problem. Whatever your fitness level, your feet should be comfortable and your shoes shouldn't be the cause of an injury or keep you from achieving your fitness goals. Come into any of our seven Big Peach Running Company locations for a free three-step fit process, including a video gait analysis. Our professional fitters will help get you into shoes that fit so you can enjoy running, walking, or any activity that requires you to be on your feet. Our 100% satisfaction guarantee will give you peace of mind if your new shoes don't live up to your expectations. Simply return them. No problems, no hassles, no time limit. We want to make sure you're completely happy with your shoes so you can achieve your fitness goals. Visit Big Peach Running Company today. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast, D2. I feel like we are kindred spirits with Aaron and with Myrna. That was really, really cool. The things that they've done and more importantly, what they have elected to do to share their passions and share their experience with others. Of course, it'll be on full display again at the Women's Trail Fest, but that was really, really special with a couple of really, really special people one more instance, I think, of generosity coming through the Run ATL podcast, the discount that you mentioned that is exclusive to those of you who are listening and who do sign up for the Big Peach Running Company newsletter. Only place you can get this discount, Big Peach, all smashed together. That's one word. We believe that it might be case sensitive. Try all caps, big peach. That'll save you 30 full dollars on registration for the Women's Trail Fest. Again, collectivelyoutside.org is the website where you'll find the details and the links to register so you can use that coupon. We mentioned a little bit of the education that was going to accompany all the great time outside. When you think about the putting your best foot forward, the core strength session, fueling your adventure, women who wander panel discussion. Once again, 
I am envious that I will not be able to attend. Big Peach on Wheels will be there. We may be in the backdrop so that we can kind of hear a few of the tidbits that are shared, but it's going to be super, super cool. D2, speaking of super cool, you've had a super cool experience and something that our entire organization appreciates you doing and representing us so well in a land, land far away over here in the last week or so. Yes. So I did get the opportunity to represent uh, Big Peach Running Company out in Tucson for the Best Running Stores uh, event and awards. Um, but before you know, get into it, I also want to uh, kind of mention that, you know, it was 15 years ago, just this past weekend, back in 2004, I believe it was May 24th, 2004, that we opened correct. up. Yeah, we opened up our first location uh, down on Cherokee Plaza. So for those of you that that were back here back then, you know, that's where we opened up a small little little shop. And uh, we've now grown to seven locations. And that is all because of, of all of you that have supported us over 15 years that have uh, continued to shop with us that we now consider, uh, you know, not only friends, but part of our family. And that is one of the reasons why we went out to this event where I was out there and representing Big Peach because we were nominated by you, by those of you that come into our doors, those that you that have, have shopped with us, those that of you that have come out to group runs, that have been out to events, that you know, we would not be here for 15 years if it wasn't for you. And, and, and this is the reason why we do it is we do it for you. We want to... Um, our mission is just to get people more active, to enjoy running more or walking more, to to become healthier. And it's that mission and those success stories that really drive us to continue doing what we're doing for 15 years. So to be able to go out to Tucson to accept this award um, because you guys, uh, you know, nominated us is was really something special. Um and uh, so it was, it was great to, to be out there and to share this with other, um, you know, we're not alone. There, there, you know, there were, you know, 60 other running stores that were out there who within their community were also being, um, you know, honored for doing exactly what we do. So it is a very tight knit community. It is a, uh, a very supportive community. And it's, it's great that we are all making a difference you know, across this country of ours to get more people active, to get them healthier to enjoy running more. Um, so that that's a wonderful experience. Awesome, D2. What a great theme. Maybe unplanned to some degree of gratitude as we close out this edition of the Run ATL podcast, again with the release on Memorial Day. We'll say it once again. We'll continue to say it. Thank you so much for all of you who know those who made the ultimate sacrifice in protecting and ultimately enhancing this great country. Thank you to all of our military personnel, those men and women who are serving right now or who are supporting whether it's through family or friends or service, those who are serving this great country. And D2, you said it so eloquently. Thank you so much to everyone in this community who has supported Big Peach Running Company, who has listened to the Run ATL podcast, pushed this forward and all that we do to support the pedestrian active lifestyle that we all embrace so much. Of course, a big thank you to Myrna Valerio and Aaron Job for the work that they're doing. And D2, thank you so much for all that you do representing us in Arizona. That was tough work, but so is putting this together every two weeks and everything you do for the community that we have the good fortune of serving. It's very much appreciated, my friend. And with that, we will 
sign off. But it will only be another couple of weeks. We'll be back with the next episode, just a teaser for you, if you will. Meb Kofleski, our featured conversation. You will not want to miss that. So get ready. Two weeks from Memorial Day, we'll bring that to you. But in the meantime, as we always say, as we certainly mean, may your best miles be those covered on foot. Hey, y'all, if you enjoy our podcast, let us know. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or guests you'd like to hear on the Run ATL podcast, email us at podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com. That's podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com. Or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube.